Deductive Logic by St. George William Joseph Stock, M.A. Part 3 of Inferences Chapter 13 of the Special Rules of the Four Figures 606. Our next task must be to determine how far the eleven moods which we arrived at in the last chapter are valid in the four figures. But before this can be done, we must lay down the special rules of the four figures. Figure 1. Rule 1. The minor premise must be affirmative. Rule 2. The major premise must be universal. Figure 2. Rule 1. One or other premise must be negative. Rule 2. The conclusion must be negative. Rule 3. The major premise must be universal. Figure 3. Rule 1. The minor premise must be affirmative. Rule 2. The conclusion must be particular. Figure 4. Rule 1. When the major premise is affirmative, the minor must be universal. Rule 2. When the minor premise is particular, the major must be negative. Rule 3. When the minor premise is affirmative, the conclusion must be particular. Rule 4. When the conclusion is negative, the major premise must be universal. Rule 5. The conclusion cannot be a universal affirmative. Rule 6. Neither of the premises can be a particular negative. 607. The special rules of the first figure are merely a reassertion in another form of the dictum de omni et nullo. For if the major premise were particular, we should not have anything affirmed or denied of a whole class. And if the minor premise were negative, we should not have anything declared to be contained in that class. Nevertheless, these rules, like the rest, admit of being proved from the position of the terms in the figure, combined with the rules for the distribution of terms, referred to section 293. Proof of the special rules of the four figures. Figure 1. 608. Proof of Rule 1. The minor premise must be affirmative. B-A, C-B, C-A. If possible, let the minor premise be negative. Then the major must be affirmative by Rule 5. And the conclusion must be negative by Rule 6. But the major being affirmative, its predicate is undistributed, and the conclusion being negative, its predicate is distributed. Now, the major term is in this figure predicate, both in the major premise and in the conclusion. Hence, there results illicit process of the major term. Therefore, the minor premise must be affirmative. 609. Proof of Rule 2. The major premise must be universal. Since the minor premise is affirmative, the middle term, which is its predicate, is undistributed there. Therefore, it must be distributed in the major premise where it is subject. Therefore, the major premise must be universal. Figure 2. 610. Proof of Rule 1. One or other premise must be negative. A, B, C, B, C, A. The middle term being predicate in both premises, one or other must be negative, else there would be undistributed middle. 611. Proof of Rule 2. The conclusion must be negative. Since one of the premises is negative, it follows that the conclusion must also be so, by Rule 6. 612. Proof of Rule 3. The major premise must be universal. The conclusion being negative, the major term will there be distributed. But the major term is subject in the major premise. Therefore, the major premise must be universal, by Rule 4.
Figure 3. 613. Proof of Rule 1. The minor premise must be affirmative. B. A. B. C. C. A. The proof of this rule is the same as in the first figure, the two figures being alike so far as the major term is concerned. 614. Proof of Rule 2. The conclusion must be particular. The minor premise being affirmative, the minor term, which is its predicate, will be undistributed there. Hence, it must be undistributed in the conclusion by Rule 4. Therefore, the conclusion must be particular. Figure 4. 615. Proof of Rule 1. When the major premise is affirmative, the minor must be universal. If the minor were particular, they would be undistributed middle. 616. Proof of Rule 2. When the minor premise is particular, the major must be negative. AB, BC, CA. This rule is the converse of the preceding and depends upon the same principle. 617. Proof of Rule 3. When the minor premise is affirmative, the conclusion must be particular. If the conclusion were universal, there would be illicit process of the minor. 618. Proof of Rule 4. When the conclusion is negative, the major premise must be universal. If the major premise were particular, there would be illicit process of the major. 619. Proof of Rule 5. The conclusion cannot be a universal affirmative. The conclusion being affirmative, the premises must be so too by Rule 7. Therefore, the minor term is undistributed in the minor premise, where it is predicate. Hence, it cannot be distributed in the conclusion by Rule 4. Therefore, the affirmative conclusion must be particular. 620. Proof of Rule 6. Neither of the premises can lie a particular negative. If the major premise were a particular negative, the conclusion would be negative. Therefore, the major term would be distributed in the conclusion. But the major premise being particular, the major term could not be distributed there. Therefore, we should have an illicit process of the major term. If the minor premise were a particular negative, then, since the major must be affirmative by Rule 5, we should have undistributed middle. The End Read by Rick Kistner For Lit to Go on the Web at fcit.usf.edu